Clicksing It is brought to you by GlassCabinetHobbies.com, where you can find case breaks, singles, and comic books of your favorite superheroes and supervillains. So head on over to GlassCabinetHobbies.com and use code CLICKSINGIT to receive 5% off your order. Also, if you want to help support the show, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash clicksingit and you can be entered into our monthly giveaways. Now, here we go. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody out there in Clicksland, and welcome to another episode here on the Clicksing It. Now, we are doing things a little bit different this week. So, this is part two of episode number 79. So part A was with David Newmark, and he was telling us about the Clicks Cup. Part B, because part A was so short with David, I thought it would be fun to bring on Kane, who just watched Justice League, as did I, and talk about it. Because I think that's the big thing right now, not only in Hero Clicks, but in the world right now, is Zack Snyder's version finally dropped. So, this is going to be a spoiler episode. So, if you have not watched Justice League, stop listening to this podcast. But, come back afterwards, you've watched it, so you can kind of hear what we thought of it. And if you have any disagreements or agreements uh, with us. So, first well, well, off... real quick, before, we, before yeah. we get into it... Go ahead. I do want to ask, with your opinion, and I'll say mine after yours, do you think people should watch this version the Zack Snyder's Justice League, do you think they should spend their four hours to watch it? Yes or no? Absolutely. Okay, there you go. I, I agree. I mean, um, I personally haven't watched the two-hour, the, the Whedon cut of Justice League, and so I'm glad, if you've never seen the, the, the Whedon cut, watch this one. And then, like, now watching this one, I'm like, okay, I want to go see what the Whedon talk was all about. But, don't. Um, don't. I, 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 you're going you're gonna to do a disservice to yourself. So yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> um, it's just but I say go watch it. I, I before we get into it, go watch it. Give it a shot. It's it's not as horrible, but there are things to gripe about. But go watch it and then come back and listen to the. You'll rest. have more to. Gr- I mean, we could do a four-hour episode on the old version of why it was bad <laughs> compared to this one. Um, oh, I don't doubt that. But this is definitely worth the four hours. If you have the time, I even told my wife, I was going to block off six to 10 or whatever from my family (laughs) to go downstairs uninterrupted. And I was just like wide eyed kid in the candy store watching this the whole time. I enjoyed every single moment. There were some slow moments, obviously, but so before we get into the movie and the spoilers and what we thought about it, this is this is the biggest problem that Justice League had going for itself. I don't know, um, Kane, if you've watched the other DC movies that go with this. So you got Man of Steel, you got Batman v Superman, you've got uh, Suicide Squad, you got the new Harley Quinn, yada yada. This seen is the, all those. The only ones I haven't seen is like Aquaman or something. Okay, like that. yeah, Aquaman. I forgot and Wonder Woman, and then the newest Wonder Woman. So this is the yep. biggest problem Justice League had going for it. So for Justice League, we had, to lead up to it, we had Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and that was it. And then we just basically got thrown. Oh, Wonder Woman. Uh, that, came, Wonder that came after, I believe. Oh, really? I'm okay, almost okay. positive. Correct me if I'm wrong out there um, in, right in the thing. But we only had three movies that build up to Justice League, which was not how this was supposed to work. When you think of it as Marvel, 
what did we get before Endgame? 26 movies of character development yeah. from all these people. And that's the biggest thing that this had going for it was DC was trying to compete with Marvel. You know, they tried it with Batman versus Superman because Civil War came out and then Infinity War came out and they wanted Justice League. They just rushed this universe way too quick. And to be honest, when Justice League came, the original, they had to just cram in Cyborg, Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, four major characters to the DC universe into this one movie and give them character development and their backstories and everything. And we didn't even know that. And and I'm sorry, uh, Batman too, really, because we only got half a story from Batman from Batman versus Superman, which was still horrible. It's still the worst movie of all the DC movies out right now. So which one? Batman versus Superman. Mm. That's up in the air. So we'll Man of Steel was the only movie that that gave us any kind of character development to any of these characters. And what did they do to him in Batman vs. Superman? They killed him! So yeah. the only character that we really cared about in these movies, they kill off after the second movie. That's like killing Iron Man off in the second or third movie, just for no right. reason. And then bringing him back somehow. So that's the huge thing was DC was trying to play catch up with Marvel and they just didn't do it right. You just well, didn't. And that's why they that's why they brought in Whedon is because they said, hey, we, we need to compete. Do do what you did on your on the Marvel side. Do it here. And if you look at the movie, I've seen some like highlight clips and stuff like I can tell like the visual effects and as far as like the lighting and everything. Um, the filters they put on it, it's a lot brighter. Yeah. They put in like jokes and quips to make it more like a Marvel movie. And I mean, DC and Marvel are completely different. And like, there's a lot of similarities, characters, etc. I get that. But DC is supposed to be darker. It it's is. supposed to pull you in with this scary and creepiness and, and, and like this, like just issues, everyday issues. And it's supposed to pull you in. And and they they got cold feet and brought in Whedon to to kind of bring in everyone instead of a certain amount of people. So Well, and I didn't even think the dark was even that bad. To me, it was the character development. I mean, you think of Marvel. Think of, let's say, they came out with Iron Man, and then Civil War came out, and they had to introduce Captain America. They had to introduce Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye, all in one movie. That doesn't work when you have those main characters. You have to build it up. Yes, was it a marathon to get to know all these characters and everything? Yes, but that's why Endgame was so powerful to a lot of people out there. I still watch that, and I still cry. And I've watched that movie like 10 times. When Superman dies in Batman vs. Superman, I'm just like, well, that sucks because now he's going to miss half of Justice League. Like, I didn't cry with when Black Widow died just because I didn't really, not like her as a character, but I wasn't really invested into her like I was Iron Man. But spoiler, spoiler for Endgame. Yeah, yeah, if you haven't watched Endgame, you shouldn't even be playing Hero Clicks right now. But um, you you just didn't care about what happened to any of these people uh, yeah. if they died or anything. Like like I said, spoiler alert for Batman vs Superman. If you haven't watched that one, Superman dies. That's right. Um, spoilers and everything here, boy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> spoilers for everything. It was and to do that in two and a half hours to introduce all these. main characters that DC is known for. I mean, Josh Whedon, he was set up for failure. He really was. And even Zach, 
because this was the director's cut. Like nothing was cut from this movie. Even if it was him directing Justice League, it wouldn't have been good. I'm sorry. I love Zack Snyder as a director, but if he had two and a half hours of story time to build up all the character development of all those characters, as good as he is, even he couldn't have pulled that off. Yeah. Because and, and, now, and he barely like 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 to let you finish in a second, he barely does it here. And yeah. I'm not saying he's bad. And Zack Snyder, you could you could take it here and there. I personally am not huge fan of Zack Snyder. Um but that doesn't mean he's not good at what he does. Like, you know, he did 300. He did Man of Steel. Man of Steel, for those who do like it and who don't, Man of Steel does a really good job of bringing, like, the, the, the 9-11, the two, you know, the 9-11, like, everything in real life, like 9-11, he kind of puts that in Man of Steel. Yeah. And it, like, makes you, like, feel this dark, like, sadness and terror. And he did a really good job there. Um, whether it's a good movie or not is, is up to everybody, everybody's opinion. But... You know, he, he brings those type of, like, um, parallels to his movies, and um, it, it's interesting. So, sorry, what were you going to say, though? So he also did one of my favorite movies ever, Dawn of the Dead, back in 2000. Yeah, Dawn um, of the Dead. Yep. Because it also exactly. takes place in Milwaukee, where I'm from, which is cool. Oh, um, there you go. <laughs> but um, he, not only did he have to do character development for all the heroes, but Stephen Wolf, Darkseid, uh, yeah. Desaad, yeah. Commissioner Gordon, all these major, I mean, if you don't know who Desaad is, he's just basically like a minion of Darkseid. But he had to do all these different um, character developments in two and a half hours, which I don't know if he would have brought in Desaad and Darkseid in the original one if it was still Zack Steiner. I don't know if he would have had time. I mean, well, that that that's kind of why he got kicked off. He to answer your question, like, no, he didn't have time. Yeah, he couldn't have pulled it off, and I agree with you. He could, he just couldn't. And, and that's why he was kind of – I can't recall if he was kicked off the project or he left, um, but uh, that is why um, we, we had to get a Whedon cut because it just it, – it was impossible to do it in four uh, in two hours. And, um, and Justice League had to be a two-part movie. Yeah. It, it had to be. I at mean, that point. Yeah, at, at that, that point, point in time. This one yes. was basically a two-parter just meshed together, but it had to be just like with Infinity War and Endgame, had to be two-part. In order to get everything, yeah, I want to make a, for it. I want to make a point before we get off it. I'm going through a rewatch of the MCU. Um, I just finished Civil War, and man, MCU is phenomenal. And, and the thing is, is that watching this Justice League movie and going back through this MCU and realizing like how amazing, how amazing would it have been if Endgame was? I don't have you real quick pause. Have you watched Injustice? Have you played the Injustice video game? The first one or the or second one? Both. I've played the first one. I'm in the middle of the second okay. one. Perfect. All you need is the first one. So the thing is, is that imagine if Endgame was the Injustice video game. Yes. Like imagine that. Like the, if if they did, if they could have done what MCU did and perfected the formula, we would have got an Injustice video game movie. We would have got that storyline. I understand it's a comic as well, but we would have got that storyline. We would have had these amazing buildups and everything. Um, I feel bad for Ben Affleck, but he, to me, I really like his Batman, especially in this film. And I'm glad I watched the four-hour version because I liked him in this movie, um, which we'll get to. But uh, I, I just wanted to point out that watching MCU stuff, is, is their formula is almost perfect. Um, it, it's, and, beca- and, it's because, in my opinion, they took it slow. It was yeah. a slow burn. And you got well, to gambled. know these characters. They, they, yeah, they gambled. Like when you watch Iron Man, you're like, uh, 
who, who's going to love Iron Man? And then you watch it and everybody f- freaking loved it and everybody wanted to watch it. And, and then it just built from there. So, and, and DC yeah. just didn't, didn't give them the chance of, Hey, like let's, let's gamble on this type of character. And like, no, we got to match the formula. And, and, re- so, and real quick but, rabbit hole. about. Anyways, in- let's get into the review. In, <laughs> well, say, in a minute. <laughs> real quick rabbit hole about injustice, the video game. I loved it. The only thing I didn't like is that Batman, again, can do no evil. He's the only person in that entire yeah. game that is 100% pure blood, can't do anything wrong, innocent Batman. Yet anybody else in that can turn. Biggest crime about Batman. That's why I don't like him. Anyways, let's talk about the movie. So, it's a long haul. It really is. It, <laughs> a I, long I, haul. I believe... I think it is a movie that is rewatchable several times. Like me, Batman v Super, Batman v Superman, and Justice League both unwatchable a second time because they're that bad to me. Um, I, I have mean, both of them. I have not watched them. I might have watched them a second time, maybe, <laughs> but it was def- okay. I take that. Uh, um, I take that back because I did watch Batman v Superman in the theater, and then I bought the extended cut, and I pushed my way through it it was it was agonizing to i was the same 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 thing with me it's like i i have to rewatch it maybe it's better i don't know and it was just it was painful to watch it over again especially with the excited scenes yeah i just i I still can't martha's your mom's name too (laughs) let's hold hands and run through a grass field because we're best friends now Oh, yeah. stupidest yeah. plot twist ever! Yeah. But um, and man. now, gra- granted, for those that do like the movie, like it, there are things to like about it. And the thing when you look at all of the DC EU, I guess is what it's called right now, but there are things to like about the movies that you, that that aren't like the the fan favorites, right? Yes. There are things to like about them. There are things to like in Batman vs Superman. There are things to like in. Wonder Woman 84 like there are the, the quote unquote not that good or bad movies there are things to like about them okay. and the problem is they just they haven't found their footing in the formula yeah so. alright so let's talk about the movie so opening scene yeah. to me phenomenal um, if you don't know it again yeah, now you're spoiler. talking the yelling yes the yelling Okay. I thought I it was a we great... We might differ here. <laughs> really? Okay. I thought it was a great way because the opening is Superman and We'll call uh, we, I call it the uh, Lord of the Rings troll because that's what it is. Well, Doomsday yeah. um, are fighting. Yep. Superman gets stabbed with the Kryptonian spear or the Kryptonite spear, and he's mm-hmm. screaming in pain. And you just see this uh, voice wave echoing throughout, which is to me kind of symbolic because that's the signal to um, Dark Side that Superman is dead. So, so that's kind of like the – I think of it as like in Pirates of the Caribbean when the gold drops to the bottom and that shockwave goes out. It's like, hey, now we can act. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was yeah. great that they relived what happened in the original one to set up for what was happening or what was coming in the new one. You thought differently? But now, yes and no. So now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the, in the Pirates of the Caribbean, using that analogy – when the coin dropped, it just hit, right? It was a little bit of slow-mo, and then it hit, and it was like a boom, one wave, right? I know where you're going with this. Yes, it was a very long opening of him screaming. <laughs> yes, and that that's my thing. When you when you put it in, when you look back and you look at it, and you're like, oh, 
cool. Darkseid knows Superman's dead. Krypton- the Kryptonian is gone. We can invade. Or we know where this is. Let- let's go in. It was just a little too long, and it- it'll be a running theme through this movie. Yep. <laughs> Zack Snyder loves his slow motion. Zack Snyder enough. loves his slow motion. And it is just... It- it- it's not, what's the word, unbearable, but it is things that, like, if he cut down some of this movie... I think I think even just one or two seconds of it would have been cut down, um, and I think we would have had that a little bit more digestible. He probably could have saved terrible. twenty minutes on the movie with all the slow mo he put in there. It could, <laughs> it could have been three hours and forty minutes. Let's be realistic. If he would have just cut out a lot of the slow mo, which didn't add anything yeah. to the story, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to one particular slow motion that drives me insane. But yes, but other than that, this beginning, like watching it and, and understanding that you're getting. Every every all the mother boxes are reacting like awesome, awesome beginning. Yeah. So, so Superman Superman dies, and I'm trying to remember because it's four hours of footage that you're. I'm trying to run through my brain. So the the mother box in the Amazon awakens, and the Amazons are kind of standing at the ready, and we get our first look at Stephen Wolf when he drops down. Now I have to say it is a hundred percent. Um, improvement on what the old Stephen Wolf looked like. Yeah, I saw some of the some of the clips there, and I I agree. He looks way better here. <laughs> he just he looks much more intimidating and a force. The other one just yeah. looked like some shrimpy guy in armor, but this one yeah. he looks more alienish. He's bigger. He's got that morphing suit that's const- It's kind of like the uh, destroyer armor from Thor, where it's constantly right. sh- um, shape shifting into different things. He's just now, much now, more menacing and a force to deal with for everybody. Yeah did did we get an explanation what his armor is in this movie? I think I missed it. We, we I don't remember it either. I don't think we did. Okay, it's okay, probably yeah. just the and apocalyptic that- armor. Right, and, and, but the thing that would be really cool if we did somehow get that in there, yeah. Um, because like as a fan, be like, why is his armor moving? <laughs> like you know, like yeah. I, I, you know, just not knowing what that is, it's just kind of just questioning it the whole time. But the design is awesome, yeah. <laughs> like really cool. <laughs> the fight scene with the Amazons, it, I don't think much changed from the original. I liked it. To me, though, it was a little bit too long. It felt more I like agree. a climax fight than the first fight of the movie. I, I agree. I agree. I, well, it, it's, it draws a little too, it, because it went on too long. It draws too much parallel to the upcoming like war fight that, yeah. that we see later. Um, but I, I agree it's a little too long, but it's so cool. You see, you know, Amazon's just being Amazon's like, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. the scene that we did forget before that was when Batman or Bruce Wayne does visit the, um, uh, the seashore is, or the the ice fishing town to see Aquaman. Nothing much changed in that scene. I mean, there's a couple more dialogues. There's a singing thing from Norwegian oh, people. The singing. Thing. Um, so that was about it. Um, so after Stephen Wolf gets the first mother box, we cut to Wonder Woman, where she is in the process of saving people from a terrorist attack at a bank, which <laughs> was a great. Yeah. My my only problem with that whole scene, and it happened in the original, was why the heck is she just standing on top of a statue on top of a building? And why would she well, waste her time to go up there? <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't get that. 
Y'all, everyone's got a cool superhero pose. It was. That's all it was. It was a superhero pose. All it was. Yeah, exactly. Because watching that again, I was like, did she really take the time to climb up there and waste time just to, like, observe from up top when she knew exactly where she was going in the first place? Well, as you see in uh, spoilers, as you see in uh, Wonder Woman, not spoilers all the way through, I'm not going to say it anymore, but in Wonder Woman 84, she's got her lasso that rides lightning, so you know she just threw her lasso up, pulled it. Now, I will say, I have not seen that movie, so don't spoil that one for me yet. Oh, my But that's all right. I I saw that in the trailer, but I have not seen uh, Wonder Woman 84 quite yet. I won't say nothing, but But, um, I I do want to say this scene before we move forward, I, I, I liked it. Um, if some of the slow-mo was cut out great um, when she's moving quick and everything I thought was really cool um, the bad guy I liked it um, I kind of didn't like that we didn't get a payoff to his comment about like the dark days or whatever yeah um, I assumed he was gonna be a follower for like dark side or, or Steppenwolf but he just it was just a bad guy and I was like huh weird that yeah he didn't really him. have a purpose except for introducing Wonder Woman right um, which <laughs> Two things here. This is the scene. We'll move past it. We got a lot to cover. But A, this is the slow-mo scene I hated. When she throws the suitcase up in the sky and you're you're on the suitcase for a good 10, 15 seconds. You're watching it just rotate up. And I, I, I just didn't like that. Every other slow-mo scene past that, I, I enjoyed. It was good. It wasn't too long. This one felt like it was the longest slow-mo scene in the whole freaking thing. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I liked it. Um, <laughs> the fact that she just incinerates just obliterates this guy with her gauntlets <laughs> like yeah. if you watch wonder woman she like she beats aries with her gauntlets she this regular man with a gun she just annihilates him <laughs> so, yeah like the, she is just throwing these guys against walls oh my God. like they are she's dead like there is she's not being gentle with these guys at all like they are dead right. upon impact well, the the guy at the end when she just smashes her bracers together and does her blast I don't know what the blast is called, but she smashes her bracers, does that move, the whole wall explodes. It's like yeah. that and then all the and all of a sudden you just get the top hat floating down. I'm like, bro, this guy is dust. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Carry um on. so then after the Wonder Woman scene, I'm trying to think of what the next is that when we got introduced to Cyborg then or was it Flash? Uh well well that's when we get the full scene. So you had it in the beginning. We get the mother box in the um Amazon um Themyscira, Themyscira, how do you say it? Yeah. One of yeah, those. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, one of those. So Themyscira, you get it there. Um, this is the scene where you actually see the Amazons uh, reacting to the box. Stephen Wolf comes down. Um, this is where you get the whole Amazon battle, um, which is really cool. Um, you get some awesome jacked Amazons. Uh, yeah. Amazonists. Yeah, anyways, Amazonians. it's really cool. The queen, Amazonians. Um, the, the queen kind of reacts. You see her being a queen and everyone wants to sacrifice themselves for her. It's a really awesome scene. Um, I do agree it goes on a tad bit too long. Um, but again, that's kind of running theme here in the, in the Snyder cut. It's, it's director's cut. Everything's here. So um, I feel like if Snyder condensed this, we would have got some a little uh, uh, shorter condensed scenes. But um, yeah, that, that's what happens after the Wonder Woman scene. Um let me see here. I'm fast forwarding through. We get part two finally is the Age of which, Heroes. So. Which is interesting because I I saw in an interview that they were actually thinking, which would have been a horrible idea, was to release these parts weekly. So oh, like part one, yeah. part two. That would have been horrible for this movie. I agree one hundred percent. I probably wouldn't have even got past part yeah. it's, two or three. You don't like, 
you know, that works for WandaVision because it's an actual television show. You don't do that for yeah. a movie, especially one well, that has MCU. this big of a hype. <laughs> yeah. For one that does this yeah. big of a hype and people that have been waiting for. Well, and on top of that, like this is, this isn't a new movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is just a, a director's cut. And with that, you have to release it all at once. And I understand HBO being HBO, they want to do that, but you just, you can't. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, what happens after the Amazonian battle? Um, we get a little bit of Stefan Wolf. I think he, yeah, cause he gets the first mother box yep. and, um, then we get a little bit of Batman and Alfred, which again, um, I freaking loved seeing ba- uh, Ben Affleck, Batman and, um, Alfred, um, the Alfred in this movie, I forget the actor's name. I'll pull it up in a second, but, uh, he, I, I really um, like their chemistry. Jesse Eisen- I really no, like Jesse Eisenberg. Um, no, it was, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? I'll, Jeremy I'll, Irons. I'll pull it up. I'll, Yes, yes, Jeremy Irons. Scar. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy Irons, yeah. The bad guy from Die Hard 2, 3. <laughs> three okay, 3, yeah. I, haven't, I actually started Die Hard rewatch and haven't gotten 3 yet. But anyways, so yeah, um, that you get a brief scene with them, but then, yes, you do get introduced into Cyborg um, and his, or his dad, I believe. Yeah, um, the guy from Terminator. <laughs> yeah, the guy from Terminator. Uh, um, and yeah, um, Cyborg got a lot of screen time in this movie, much, much more than the first one. And I feel like two things here. A, like I've been doing my own kind of podcast, like listening to podcasts and their thing, like based off what I've been hearing and like some of the like trailers and, and comparison videos that I've seen. I you needed more cyborg in this movie and before watching any of that listening to any of that i agree i'm glad we got cyborg in this as much as we did because if we didn't get as as much as we did um, i don't think i would have liked him i personally still don't like him um i think his character was a little not too drawn out um a little too dark and gloomy um i I think it's really cool i think everything's a little too ham-fisted um i think giving him an opportunity to grow and show that he's discovering his powers would have been cool, um, but we didn't really get that. Well, and I didn't really mind him as a character, but his CG suit was so distracting to me the entire movie. Yeah, because it's just it yeah. looks bad. You know, they should have done like a half and a half like with them. that CG yep. and practical effect, but they basically ninety five percent of him is CG, and it just doesn't look good to me. Yep. Even in this one, 100%. I don't think they went in and tweaked anything with the CG on his armor, but it just, it, every time I saw him, all I could look was, was at the bad CG. And whenever he talked, it just, it just skipped over my mind. Cause I just was too focused on his armor. Well, well, and I'll be honest, like in, in 2017, when this came out and I saw like his, him with his CG and everything, like even then I was just like, dude, you get half of his face. Like, I don't, this is not good. Like, yeah. I don't think that's a good cyborg. Um, and I understand like, and that's the thing, like he's mostly, just his face. Everything else is half of his face, and everything else is cyborg. Like it would would have been cool if we got a cyborg. At that point, he's more of like a robot than he is a cyborg. Yeah, um, but but, anyway. but uh, we get a little backstory about cyborg. You know, it's the it's the whole it's the common story we've heard where daddy's too busy at work while you're playing sports <laughs> and he's not in the stands. Hated it. And then yep. they get into a big, or him and his mom get into an accident. Mom dies. He was going to die, but his dad's like, I will not let that happen. Puts him in the suit. Somehow, I forgot how he gets the mother box, but he uses that to incorporate gotcha. the suit into his son. Um, it's it's your typical, you know, 
yeah, daddy doesn't love me enough to be at my game yeah. story. And then he, and then, it, then he's emo child after that, which, which real quick, just, just a shout yeah. out in the car when he's talking to mom, like you are too old to be crying the way you're crying about your dad. <laughs> right. Isn't he like in college <laughs> or something like that at that time? Like he's a college football yeah. player, not a high school football player. Exactly. Like, like, like you're used to your dad not being you there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so anyways, yeah. But yeah so that that's cyborg. Then we get into the flash who, is applying for a job at a pet store for some reason. And he <laughs> meets, scene. I forget what his girlfriend's name is um, in the show. I, it's uh, the same thing. But um, he runs into Iris. Iris, yeah. He runs into okay. her at the store, and then she gets in her car, and she's driving away. They're making eye contact with the other. And, of course, it's in slow-mo. And then a truck blows through the intersection, and she hits the car, and it's like, I swear to God, it's five minutes of slow-mo, which I get it. That's what the Flash does. He slows everything down, but it didn't need to be that long of a scene for his intro. Yeah. Well, let me get started on the the hot dog. But actually, before I get there, (laughs) let me hit hit pause there. So before we get to the Flash, just because I'm fast-forwarding it through it here, we do get a lot of um, Aquaman, him saving people. Yep. You do get him yep. um, di- a dialogue with uh, Green Goblin. Um, you do, <laughs> you do <laughs> get um, – Yes. <laughs> you do get dialogue with Green Goblin and atrocious wig. Um, um, oh, my God. Stepping- What's his name? <laughs> that actor. I can't think of his name. Oh, oh, uh, shoot. I know it, but for the fact that I said Green Goblin. Uh, William Defoe. William Defoe, yes. William Defoe, yeah. Yeah, so with the long uh, hair too, which was interesting. The long yeah, wavy hair. Yeah, it was an interesting choice, but um, I, I I I do like a lot of this Aquaman. Um, I started watching Aquaman the movie, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, watching Aquaman in this, um, I really liked it. Um, him not being too depressing and like go after yourself. He's more of like stoic and like like hey, I don't I don't want this power. Like I'm I'm. I'm saving man. I don't, I don't need to be here. Yeah. You guys can figure this out yourself. And so I liked it. Um, then you get some more Stefan Wolf, uh, talking to decide, decide, decide or decide. I think, yeah, it's so you get, yeah. which was a, yeah, which but, was a um, really nice surprise. I did not think they were going to introduce the into this movie. Yeah. And, and realistically going through this, uh, me, like the first time watching consuming all this is that character with uh, uh, like, the fact that Steppenwolf, which I really hate the name Steppenwolf, but the fact you get him to be humble and like humble, but he's he's trying to redeem himself. He screwed up, and he's trying. He's this loyal, obedient servant, and decide being like, "Yo, get this done, and maybe you can talk to Darkseid." It's yeah. like it, I really like that back and forth. The, the whole movie, I really enjoyed that back and forth. Um, but then. Before we get to Flash, we do get um, that big uh, uh, Ares, Zeus, all of World's Defenders fighting yes. Darkseid. Um, which, seeing Darkseid in this, I was like, weird. I, you don't get the cool, like, armored up Darkseid. You get the young version. But he, uh, eventually we get we get paid off with dope Darkseid. <laughs> my only, one of my problems, he looked like a grumpy old grandpa. Yeah. Like, he yeah. didn't look menacing, like, just this, you know, never smiling. He looked like he was always, like, moping around about something. And yeah. the fight scene, I understand he was against the, the, the gods, the Atlantean, the men, all of them. But he got his yep. butt kicked in that fight. 
Like, yeah, it was I, not I a long for as big of a battle it was. It was a really sh- like that's where I felt like could have added some more take away from the Amazonian fight and put that into that one because that was a really short fight, and yeah. you know, um, Stefan Wolf wasn't in that fight. It was just basically. Darkseid and the Parademons, couple of his warlocks or whatever with the mother boxes, but they never had a chance against the other the Atlanteans and the Amazons and everybody. Right, and you got Zeus and Ares, and Zeus. I wasn't a huge, I, man. That guy looked shredded. I'm sure it's just some fake, you know, CG stuff. But that guy looked shredded. His arms are huge, but I didn't like the electricity CG on his electricity. But anyway, that's little stuff. But and we even had a Green um, Lantern really, in there. What was that? We even had a Green Lantern in that fight. Yeah, I was just about to say, but but we get a Green Lantern that like Darkseid lops off his hand, the ring kind of floats and then takes off. Like that was awesome. Like yeah. that was really cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know but, what Green Lantern uh, that was, but it was ever whatever the protector of that numbered planet was. I don't. I mean, it was Earth. So I don't know who was the protector right. of that quadrant sector, whatever they call it, at that time. Right. Which which at some point we get a cool story. I think it Desad says it, but like it's really cool where they're like, hey. There's no Kryptonian. There's no Lantern Core. Yes. Like they don't have the, the old gods. Like there's nobody there to protect it. Earth is like vulnerable. Like that line. I when I heard that line, I was like, I'm in. Like this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. the only thing I really didn't like about this fight scene was um, we just got Darkseid getting Thor, uh, an axe to the chest like Thor did to Thanos. Like yeah. it was just aim for the head. Shot for shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just it was instead of the left shoulder, it was the right shoulder. Like that yeah. was really it. Um, but the whole fight was awesome. Um, I really liked it. it. It was it was really cool being introduced to all of the like not races, but like different factions that that are involved with Earth. And I yeah. thought it was really cool. So, but then but now after, we finally get Flash at some point. <laughs> yeah, so we get the Flash scene, and then after that, I believe uh, Stephen Wolf goes to Atlantis to get the second mother box. Which yeah, some, yep. somehow I forgot who made the comment. It was either on Facebook or in our Discord. So somehow now Stephen Wolf can breathe underwater, which was interesting. Yeah. Like he has no problem breathing underwater. Which you know it's a little thing, but it's a thing to notice. I, and, I would have really liked it. I would have really liked it if they would have like did some point of like the air bubbles because you it, they kind of introduce that the air bubbles are something that the that the um. Oh my gosh, Atlanteans um, used to talk, but uh, yeah. I, I I wish they would have like involved something like that to like um, to get Stephen Wolf to get air because I really didn't like that he just came down and didn't have to breathe. Yeah. Like, that's just obnoxious. Like already, you should be figuring out like how is he able to breathe on Earth? Okay, whatever. Same 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 way they can everywhere else. Okay, but you're underwater, bro. Like. I don't know. Now, You're already alien to the planet. <laughs> now, one thing to remember that we I, we're skipping around. Sorry about this, but one thing that I saw a lot of people making fun of is that um, after Darkseid is defeated and he drops the mother boxes, one goes to the Atlanteans, one goes to the Amazons, and one goes to the Ben. Mm-hmm. The Atlantean, you know they they hire this if you want to call it this big squid to look yep. after it. <laughs> before they go to the sea and then they put it on a big pedestal and put it in a tower and have it guarded by a bunch of Atlanteans. Amazons do the same thing thing. They lock it away in a tower and they have, you know, 50 Amazonians watching it at all times. What do the men do? They bury it three feet under the ground in a forest. Well, <laughs> That's gets, how they protect the mother box. 
Well, no, they they put it like six feet underground. Sorry, and a cyborg comes around and puts it three feet underground. Yes, <laughs> but seriously, so uh, the Atlanteans and the Amazons protect it with fifty soldiers each, and the men yep. just or the humans just bury it in the ground in a forest somewhere and forget it. Yep. <laughs> forget yeah, forget about and let it. Let the Nazis find it. Here yes. we go, the Nazis again. <laughs> and of course, Hitler would find the mother box. Why wouldn't he? He, yeah. fi- he found the tesseracts. Why not the mother box? Yeah, but we um, had pulled Hitler into here. Somewhere, yeah, we did. Somewhere. All bad guys. The, the bad guy of bad guys. But um, so Stephen Wolf goes to Atlanta or Atlant- oh, Atlantis and makes short work of the Atlanteans. Um, I know we were all hoping that Axe was going to come down on Mera, but unfortunately Aquaman saves her at the last second. <laughs> um, and they have a little bit of a fight. He puts up a good fight against him because he is in his element of water, but eventually Stephen Wolf wins. Gets a second Which, mother box and off real he quick goes. we we get a really cool sorry to interrupt you but we get a really cool scene with Mara like blood bending like that was really cool oh yeah <laughs> like I don't know how or she got those abilities I assume just being able to like mess with water but like man she like blood bended and it was really cool yeah. <laughs> like really but um yeah sorry uh, Aquaman got the box yep <clears throat> or Seven Wolf got the box yep. Sorry, sorry. Um, um, but I do want to say, if anybody who is listening, because um, you made a comment about us jumping all over the place, if anybody like likes this and they want an actual plot review, let us know. Um, yep. I'm sure that's something we could figure out. But yep. uh, I mean, with a four-hour movie, we kind of got to jump everywhere. Otherwise, yeah. we'll be here all night. <laughs> um, so then we there go we back to Gotham, and Batman has the Flash. He's got Cyborg, and he has Wonder Woman. Doesn't quite have Arthur Curry yet, but they get... Um, called by james gordon and you know they basically say hey james a a war is coming and they they find out that stefan wolf and the parademons are kidnapping all these people that have been close to a mother box so james somehow figures out that they're keeping him or keeping all the hostages under gotham harbor i forget exactly how Uh, he he he, he, if i recall correctly he doesn't figure it out i think um, the Flash and Batman kind of do a little nerd, or no, Cyborg and Batman. Somebody do, they, yeah. Two of them do like a nerd back and back, and they're like, "Oh, they should go. They should be on Strikers Island or whatever." Yes. Um, yeah. So. Um, but then they all go there. <clears throat> no Aquaman yet. There's a big fight scene with Parademons and that. Lots of slow mo. And yeah. eventually, you know, Stephen Wolf breaks open the one of the tunnels that's under Gotham Harbor, and this is where Aquaman shows up. And yeah. right now, you know, the Justice League is not with Superman. They don't have a chance against Stephen Wolf. He's just too big of a force. Aquaman comes and when the water's rushing in and saves them all. And now we have the entire Aqu- or that we have the entire Justice League minus Superman. So they go back to the Batcave or wherever they want to call it. The only, the thing about the Batcave that kind of they were so obsessed with that one plane or whatever he had not flying. Yeah. Like he was, they were yeah. super obsessed with. Oh, I can't fix this yet. Blah blah blah. And then Cyborg comes along, like, oh, I can fix it, no problem. Like I don't know yeah. why this plane was such a plot to the story, but it it was brought up like three or four times. It, it's to flex what Cyborg can do. Yeah, uh, I think we probably got some of like they didn't really elaborate that Cyborg working on it. I think they tried to introduce it and they just just left it. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, here's but where I, they yeah. they talk about what the mother box can do. It's like, oh, they can bring back dead people. They're like, okay, you know what we have to do. They have that little discussion of whether or not they should bring back Superman, but they know they have to because they don't have a chance against Stephen Wolf unless they do. 
So they have to break in to the Kryptonian ship that's being um, researched upon by Cyborg's dad and a bunch of people. They bring the mother box there. They they dig up Superman's body, which there's a funny moment between, I believe it was Cyborg and Flash, and Flash is like, you know we could just dig them up in like a nanosecond, right? (laughs) Like, yeah, but we should do it this way instead. Um, Yeah. So yeah, like Flash is obviously the comic relief in this movie. There's a couple couple moments where he's uh Which he looks way too old to be yeah. Flash, but But um so they get the, the mother box. <clears throat> I forgot. Oh yeah, Cyborg had the mother box because his dad had it. Yeah. Um yeah. so they go to the ship with Superman's body. They're a, they put him in the water where they made Doomsday. And as Flash is about to wind up to send the charge to the ship to resurrect superman cyborg gets like a vision out of nowhere that if they do this superman is gonna go rogue and it's gonna be that apocalyptic world that batman dreamed about in just was it was it justice league no batman Uh, Batman so we get a quick glimpse of what the world looks like again if superman is resurrected and he turns to the dark side Pun intended. Um, (laughs) And then Cyborg says no. Flash thinks he says go. And he goes and resurrects Superman. And we get the whole resurrection fight scene with Superman. Which, to be honest, I like the Josh Whedon version a little bit better. Just because I felt like there were some parts to this one that didn't need to go in with it. Like, Like, superheroes just came out of nowhere after three minutes, like they were covering and just got tossed to the side by Superman. It had nothing to do with the fight. Yeah. Well, I, I, not seeing that older version, I mind you, I've seen the fight, the video, um, watching it again here. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I really liked it. Um, I, again, this is not really comparing to the other one cause I haven't seen it, but I do. I did like the scene nonetheless. Yeah. It was really cool. Still. Um, okay. So, the best scene from the original one, Josh Whedon, is when Flash is going hypersonic, when Superman is holding off Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, and then he gives them that look, <laughs> like I see you. Oh yeah, still so cool. one of my favorite scenes in a superhero movie. Now, I, I mean, we it might be one of the best scenes, like in a comic book movie. Yes, like I know I mean, we have MCU, but it it is up there in the MCU ranking. Like that that single scene is awesome, and just the look on the Flash's face when he's like, "Oh crap!" But um, yeah, so not my favorite scene in Justice League. We'll talk about that later. But it's my second oh, yes. my second favorite scene, and I think we all know where that's going later on. But mm-hmm. my, my second one, but. You know, Superman gets resurrected. He kicks the crap out of everybody. But what's interesting about this version is that in the original, Batman had brought Lois as a a contingency against Superman. She wasn't just there. So I really didn't like that she was just there. Yeah. so. So in the original, Batman knew that he would have to have Lois at some point. So he sends Alfred to go get her. And I believe one once Superman gets a hold of Batman and he's choking him, he Batman says like Alfred, and he drives up with Lois Lane, and then that kind of brings Superman back to reality. Uh, Not that see, she was just there. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I, I didn't would. like that change that she was just there because in the movie, every morning she just goes to visit that statue of him as yeah. just kind of like a remembering of him. 
Now, and her being pregnant, was that in the reading cut? She was. Did I miss that part? Oh yeah, she opened. So so it was very subtle. Okay, she's like very. She's depressed. She's getting out of bed. She pulls open her drawer. You see her like badge, um, Daily Planet, I believe. Um, you see her badge, and then right next to it was a pregnancy test. Oh. She grabs it and goes to the bathroom. Yeah, I didn't see so, that one. Okay, I must have missed that one. I must have been yeah. grabbing, <laughs> so grabbing it, for it, some it, popcorn at that time. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so I get, and then there's a line about it. I, Batman says congratulations, which I don't know if that means wedding, getting the house back, or um, pregnancy. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a very subtle two second. Okay. If you grab popcorn, you'll miss it. <laughs> um, the other part that they missed out on on the original was. Batman and Superman have a little bit of a conversation where, you know, Superman grabs him by the throat. And if you remember from Batman versus Superman, for some reason, Batman was like, do you bleed? And then Superman comes around and says that to him by the throat. Tell me something. Do you bleed? But they brought they didn't include that in the Snyder cut, which I like that in the Whedon cut. To be, honest. I'm glad. I think I would have not liked that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, but then Lois Lane comes, snaps Superman out of it, and they go off to um, uh, their, Kent, their Fa- Kent Farm, farm. yes, yeah. where they find out that you know mother lost the house and everything like that. Um, He's trying to get his memory back. And yep, everything. trying to get his memory back. And then we find that because they activated the mother box to bring Superman back, Stephen Wolf knows where it is, comes, grabs it. Um, Cyborg's dad tries to stop him, but you know it's Stephen Wolf versus Cyborg's dad, which isn't going to end well. But um, he heats well, I, up, I, I, yeah, he uh, heats up the mother box to a very high temperature so that the Justice League can track it to where it's going. Yeah, he marks it. Yep. yep. So Stephen Wolf gets the third box, brings it to his um, not castle, but stronghold. Stronghold. And yeah. Because he now has three of them. We get our first look at Darkseid, and he comes in. I don't know why they kept emerging from that little stone pallet that he was putting all the uh, mother boxes in, but it was a cool effect. And we get our first look at Darkseid, and Stephen Wolf is just awesome. scared shitless of this guy. Yeah. Well, real um, quick before that, like like not like two seconds before it, we, when he connects his, connects the mother boxes, you get the the the, the scene of like the um. Amazonian, like the queen, you get oh, yeah. the um, aquam. You get there's like the, a little explosion uh, that everyone hears. Yeah, yeah. You kind of get everybody's reaction. You get the world of the Amazonians. You get the um, under under the sea you, Atlanteans. <laughs> get the Atlanteans, and you get the world of men. All three of them kind of reacting to the yeah. mother boxes merging. I thought it was really cool. I yeah. kind of shot that out. So he gets all three of the boxes. Darkseid is kind of telling him, you, this is where you learn about that Stephen Wolf betrayed like his family or something like that, and this is why Stephen Wolf is trying to be good with them. And then we get an interesting twist, is they actually bring in the anti-life equation into the movie. Awesome. Which awesome. I was totally surprised about. Like, wow, you're bringing that storyline into this now? Okay. Yeah. Well, they they kind of bring it in a lit. They like gesture to it. I think I think when Darkseid lands or or Steppenwolf gives a vision, yes. you find out that the the life equation is there, and he tells Dasad or whatever his name is to, that the equation's here. But yeah, you get a lot more of that that dialogue here, and I, I I freaking loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, which I didn't know why not just then and there. Darkseid was like, okay, here I come. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, because that's like Darkseid's thing is the anti-life equation. It's like, if I, if that was me, I'd be like, okay, here I come. <laughs> through the portal I go. <laughs> yeah, and I think it had to do something with him traveling through the portals. Otherwise, like when that portal happened, I don't know why, like when his, when Steppenwolf, like, we're, again, jumping all over the place. When Steppenwolf, like, head falls through, like, I don't know why he just didn't jump through them and just wreck shop. I think he had to have, like, a, a stable connection to Yeah. Which we get a little, um, I don't know if you want to call it a teaser, but when he, sh- when the portal opens, you see Darkseid, you see Desaad, and there to the left of Darkseid, you got good old Granny Goodness sitting right there, which I thought was a great little Easter egg if you didn't see her I there. missed that. Because I, I don't know who that is or what it is. and so She's and one of Darkseid's like, generals. Uh-huh. So, I mean, uh-huh. she didn't have any speaking parts. She just kind of stood there and did nothing. But it was oh, kind of okay. nice. Is it the, to see. The, the white haired with the staff? Yes, that was that Granny Goodness. Okay. Yep. That's Which cool. I don't that's such a weird name for an evil villain, Granny Goodness. I never understood that one. But I um, mean it sounds very deceitful. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it. <laughs> but um so now Stephen Wolf has all three mother boxes. It's heated up. Justice League knows where it's at. It's in Russia somewhere. And Cyborg has the ship that was talked about so many times about not flying fixed and they go off (laughs) to russia to do it and they say and batman says to alfred he'll be here which i i guess he had to go there to figure out where the justice league went because i don't know how l or what other reason he would go but how did he know where batman was in the first place for his back cave i don't know about that yeah but um we get we get the line from the trailer for the first one that wasn't in the movie the first time where he said he had hoped you had come, which which that, that was the big hope Superman, that Superman, because you don't know who Alfred is talking to in the trailer for that dialogue. Oh, OK, OK. There was a lot now, of speculation because people are like saying, oh, we saw a green glimmer in Alfred's. Um, glasses. It's probably a Green Lantern. Oh, he says the word hope. Oh. I bet it's Superman. But that scene never actually made it into the first Justice League. I'm almost uh, positive. Okay. Well, um, I do want to say again a shout out to Ben Affleck's Batman. Like it sucks that it's unfortunate we're not going to get more of it. I know a lot of people don't like him in as a Batman. I really do because when you get into Batman versus Superman, again, not the best film, but there are things I like about it. You get this dark batman he's killing everybody he don't care he's lost hope he's lost faith he's he doesn't he he's done he's done being batman he just any excuse to still help those um help those that need it but he's killing people he broke his code yeah is one rule and here you kind of get hey have faith like he he's coming back to being batman this joyful have faith in humanity everything I'm doing isn't for in, isn't in vain. Like I really like the arc they were going forth with him. Um, again, I wish we had more time with that. I wish we had this in better hands, um, this universe in better hands. Cause I think we would have got that. We would have got this. I've lost all hope. I'm killing everybody now. Hey, there's faith again. I have faith again. We have hope again. I'm going to try to redeem myself and be in the right Batman. Maybe find somebody who can replace me, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think we would have got that if we had time and better hands. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we go to Steppenwolf stronghold, they get in, there's a lot of fighting going around. I mean, there's not much to this scene. Um, they finally get cyborg up to the mother boxes to kind of separate them, but they have to get like this supercharge 
lightning thing from Flash, who is just spitting around the battlefield fast, 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 fast. And um, somehow a parademon shoots him. I don't know how. Uh, I guess when you're going that fast, you're in all places at once. So the parademon was like, I'll just shoot there. He's there at some point. Um, and then you, you think all is lost because Stefan Wolf stops Cyborg from opening the mother boxes back up. More fighting ensues. They're getting their butts kicked. Cyborg gets back up to the mother boxes, is trying to open it. Um, Stephen Wolf kicks the crap out of Aquaman and Wonder Woman. He jumps back up to where Cyborg is, comes up behind him, brings his axe really high, brings it down, and bam! Superman steps out in front. Um, yeah. And Superman which, which, go ahead. is in his black suit, and I didn't like it. I liked the red and you blue didn't? suit. No, I liked the oh red and blue one. I God. really did. And before we, I mean, we jumped ahead, but basically Superman finds himself again back in his ship. Um, and he has a little kind of remembering the past where his dad talks and awesome. everything like that, which both, was a cool scene. Dads. Yeah, awesome. which was a really cool scene. Yeah, we get Kevin Costner and uh, Russell Crowe uh, talking in the background yes. while he's walking the halls of his old ship. But yeah, I wasn't a fan of the black suit Superman. I just I liked the red and blue. But I that, that's insane. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why. I didn't hate it. I just uh, I liked the other one better. I think I'll tell you why. Because the red and blue looks great on Henry Cavill. Like it looks awesome. Like his muscles, the tone you see. Well, more not even him. that, like, but like. When I think of like the black suit, I think of evil Superman. I think of Son of yes. Dark Side Superman. And I don't know why they decided to go with the black. I'm sure there's an interview out there somewhere, but it the black doesn't seem feel to me very heroic. Um to, but to, yeah, I wasn't a big fan under, of it. To my understanding, the reason the black suit, I believe, and I think it's set up in Man of Steel, this is just me going off memory here. I believe it's because of his dad telling him, and like that was the outfit of his dad, and him saying, "Hey, you need to be the protector of man. Oh, you need to, okay. you know, take care of them." So he was taking that mantle from his dad and like doing doing what both of his dads wanted and being that Superman. Gotcha. Um, that's that Kryptonian that I that icon that emblem. So gotcha. I think that's why. Okay. I, again, that this is speculation. No idea. There might be an interview, like you said, but that's. Where I got it. No, that makes sense. Um, I, the biggest thing from that scene, the whole fight scene that I recognize was in the original, that mm-hmm. whole area that Stefan Wolf took over was inhabited by people. In this one, oh. there are no people because some of or some of that fight, the Flash and Superman are busy saving people and not fighting Stefan Wolf while the other two Aquaman and Wonder Woman are trying to keep Stefan Wolf at bay. So like there's well, I'm a couple glad of, that got cut out. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple scenes where like the flash like there's there's like three people in a car plus two kids in the back and he basically pushes the car to save them out of the way and then in the back you see Superman carrying this building full of people. So it's kinda like a comparison. Okay, you save five, I just saved a hundred because I am literally carrying this building full of people, this apartment complex outside the radius of the stronghold and when it's about to blow. But um, are you glad? Are you glad that it that you glad that wasn't here? Yeah, there was really that? no reason for the people to be there in the first place. I mean, okay. <laughs> if if that thing started developing, I would have just been like, okay, bye, not stay well, there not because even, it's my home. <laughs> not even that, but like, wasn't this like a nuclear plant? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like was well, it like in in this one, it was an old. It was supposed to be kind of like Chernobyl, 
but I don't think okay. that was the case in the first one. I think it was just some uninhabited um, nuclear Area. plant that wasn't working anymore, but there was still a town oh, around okay. it. But yeah, that's basically what it was in this one. But yeah, yeah, Superman comes back and just basically makes short term of Steppenwolf, which is uh, real quick. The one line, unimpressed or whatever he says, it's just not, not good. Superman? Not a one liner I wanted. It was not. I did not like that one line. I but. didn't even. I forgot what it was, but I wasn't even a fan of his one liner in the first one because Steppenwolf says something like "There is no hope," and then Superman comes up behind him and says. I'm a fan of hope, but I'm also a fan of justice. And then punches Steppenwolf. <laughs> like it's, oh, it's a God. cheesy one. <laughs> um, I remember All it was pretty right. cheesy in this one too. But um, Steppenwolf yeah. just has no, no match against Superman. Which it's just, I don't know. I it's almost it was like a cat playing with a mouse. Superman yeah, or Steppenwolf. Superman like, is just too powerful. He's like too powerful. <laughs> when Steppenwolf. Like fully full power swings his axe and Superman just stops it without reacting on his shoulder. Like no yeah. no cut to his suit, no blood, no nothing. Like it just hit nothing. Um it was cool, but it was predictable. And I, I at think- that time it's like, okay, this fight's over because Steph Wolf can't do anything about it. But then everyone starts chiming in, like um Wonder Woman starts beating him up with his axe. Aquaman stabs him through the uh, chest because his armor is yeah. all beat up now and everything like that. Yep. Yeah. And then um, to end the to end the scene, Aquaman stabs him through the chest, throws him towards the portal with Darkseid and everybody just watching. And then Wonder Woman comes off and just lobs off his head. Head goes through the portal, body stays. Darkseid steps on his helmet or his head and then just crushes the rest of his head. And then Love it's it. and then it's kind of like the scene from I forget which Avengers was is like fine, I'll do it myself kind of scene where, oh, where Darkseid uh, just turns just, around and is like, here's my armada, we're coming next. Um, because you just see these hundreds of thousands of parademons in the background getting ready to invade Earth. But And that's the last we see the Darkseid, and that's the last we'll ever see of Darkseid. So we'll never get a conclusion <laughs> to this movie. And that's what makes it kind of bittersweet is that while it was a fun movie to watch, it was pretty much all for nothing because we're not going to get a conclusion. Right. Which, which when we we're here at the end, I, a little bummed. We didn't get that end scene, you know, a a follow up to that end scene. Like that end scene is my favorite part of this whole movie. Yeah. So let's talk about the end scene. So before that, um, you know, they, they they take care of all the, um, the gobbledygook with all the mother boxes and everything. And then all of a sudden we go black and we go to the apocalypse version of the movie again. It's like out of nowhere, one of Batman's dreams. And we've got cyborg. We've got flash. We've got Mara. We've got Deathstroke, who did make an appearance beforehand because we find out Lex Luthor broke out of jail is on a yacht and he is starting his own, in Justice League, but um, yeah, Deathstroke well, was kind of a surprise let, 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 in the let, dream. Let, let, let me let me stop you there. So I'm going to redo that because I do want to shout out one thing that happens. They're in the Arkham home. It's not called Arkham Asylum. It's called oh. Arkham Home, and that part bothered me. <laughs> yeah, um, which makes sense. Why it was a fan favorite. Le- thing. Le- yeah, fan service. Yeah, 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 but. 
the guard goes to wake get Lex out of there, and it the guy turns around just laughing hysterically, and I was like, awesome. Like the Joker, Lex, they they somehow getting together, like awesome. And then we get the boat with Deathstroke, and it didn't say Injustice League. Was that something from the other movie? It, I'm. It is the Injustice League. Oh, okay, because he's just here. He's here, which. Jesse Eisenberg, I, I really do like his Lex. Um, I, I wish he toned it down in Batman v Superman, and we got the Lex we see here. I wish we would have got that in yeah. Batman v Superman. Um, but it's, again, ultimately not the best portrayal. No, um, but because, we do get... Um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, because Luther on the boat says, they started their own league, let's start a league of our own, which is the Injustice League. Oh, here... So they here don't call the themselves the Justice League in this movie, but he mentions... They started their own league. Let's start our own. Because I remember him telling telling Deathstroke, like, here, the, who you're looking for is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, I don't remember hearing Justice. I'll have to, like, watch that scene. I watched that end scene. Like, well, not just. Not oh, I'll watch part, it after but... this podcast one more time. because it's Oh, yeah. We'll get sure. there in a second. <laughs> but I didn't um, realize yeah, after that. that we get... Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, I didn't realize that Deathstroke is the guy. This is the only movie he's in, so don't judge me for this, is the guy from Magic Mike. Yeah, Joe Magnello. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because that guy is freaking shredded. Yeah, he, I didn't realize he's, it was married, him until I he's saw married the credits. To Sophia Vergara. Yeah, yeah. I only know him because I know he's a magic mark because I know him. He's he's uh, he's married to Sophia Vergara, who I've been watching Modern Family recently. So I, I yeah. yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> we get the we get the Lex Luthor scene with Deathstroke, and then we get the apocalypse scene, which by far is the by best far. scene in the movie. Now, why we got it at the end, I get it, but man, yep. give me a whole movie of this. Yes, please. But yes. Yeah, so no, okay, we, let me rephrase it. Not just this. <laughs> give me the whole movie of Batman and Joker. Just give me yes. that in the post apocalypse. Just, oh, so yes. good. So in the apocalypse scene, we've got Batman, we've got The Flash, we've got Cyborg, we've got Mera, and we've got um, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. And they're talking about. So this is a world oh, where Darkseid has taken over the planet. Superman is one of his minions. And they're getting awesome. to this one spot. They don't say where they are. And then um, Mara talks about, you know, I want to put this trident through Darks or through Superman's heart because apparently he killed Aquaman that she is basically inferring to. And Didn't like that part. but She makes cool. a comment, have you ever loved anyone? And then all of a sudden you hear the cackling. And oh. it's Jared Leto back as the joker who which go evolved ahead, go ahead. as a joker and this was a much better joker than the one we got in suicide squad there are a lot of things not to like about it yes. there are a lot of things but let's let's just for a moment put all that aside and enjoy what this scene was because yes. man jared leto as this joker it's what we got make do and they do that. They make do with Jared Leto as a Joker, and it it it, pay, it worked. I liked it. Um, I didn't like his orange gloves he had on, but uh, I liked it. Um, him calling uh, Mara fish stick and yeah. cuttlefish or whatever, and his little back and forth. And we'll we'll cut to the dialogue in a second. But I just I really enjoyed this back and forth, seeing Batman be this like, hey, be careful what you say next. Like, oh, you you didn't say like you're not being very careful and everything Joker said, you get the one of the Robins um, talking about that. And uh, it's just good. It, it's yeah, it's good. basically he's Joker is getting, trying to get into uh, Batman's nerves by talking if, about if how I mean, he's, how, when he if, sent Robin 
to deal with wow. the Joker. The Joker killed him. And Batman's just like, be careful what you say next, because I will kill you if you say the wrong thing. And it's just Mara goes, Mara goes, have you ever loved? And you hear Joker laugh. And then he goes, oh, au contraire, my little fish stick or whatever. And then he goes, uh, he's he's lost a lot of loved ones or whatever. And then he goes, a mother, a father, and be very careful what you say next. An adopted son. Yeah. And it's just so good. It's and such a like good tense moment between Batman and Joker. Oh, the the tense moment I like is where he is talking about, hey, I'm gonna we're gonna call a truce. Here's this card. Whenever you want to talk you've you want to tear that card in half, we can talk about why you sent a boy wonder do a man's job. Yeah. He basically awesome. t- tells Bruce Here's this wild Joker card. As long as you have it, there's a truce between us. But mm-hmm. us. But as soon as you rip it up, then we'll have that conversation. Yep. Yeah. And, and and go ahead. Go ahead. Finish I was it. say it's just it's a great now one now this was a reshoot. This wasn't filmed back in 2017. Oh, now, I interesting enough, I watched this in an interview this weekend. <laughs> this this mind boggles me, and I don't think a lot of people know this. That scene, none of those actors were on the set that day. Those were all individual shot scenes. That that doesn't shock me because of the way that it's framed. The way everyone yes. is in. You never kind see two frame. people on the same screen. And when you do, yeah. it's like a hand or something like that. But I was oh, watching right. an interview where they said because of COVID and because of actor schedules, none of them could be on the same set the same day. So Mara was shot individually. We pulled it off. Um, yeah. Cyborg was shot individually. Flash, even though he only had two scenes and no lines, apparently um, that was even... Is that the uh, same? Was that supposed to be Ezra Miller's Flash? It looked like a completely different... No, that was. He was just in more of a metal suit than anything, like one that Batman okay. made him. But like apparently like Ezra's people shot that, not even the people that filmed the other scenes. Like They just shot that completely and sent it to the studio. So hmm. every single one of those... Um, scenes with those actors were individually shot and then melded together to make it look like they were all in one place, and it was shot perfectly. Yes, I agree because you can't tell. It is great. I um, I wouldn't have thought if I didn't. I wouldn't have known if I wouldn't have seen the interview. Right, and I I didn't know that it was a, a reshoot. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Because which I'm glad they did it. <laughs> because even Jared Leto said something about how his Joker evolved in this scene from the suicide squad one like how he's he's he he went he took a different approach to this one than what he did in the other movie good because i i i i I don't know if i would have wanted a whole movie of him but i would have wanted him to be one of the side characters or um yeah i would have i would have loved to see him place the play parallel to somebody yeah um i I really to batman but um i really like him here um the, the he sells it for me the the best moment for me is just these two talking, but like to pull it back, I really like the never see it saying a boy wonder to do a man's job. Like I really like that and the adopted son. Yeah. But the scene where the part where Batman grabs the card from him and he go and he tells him about Harley Quinn. You know, when Harley Quinn was in my arms, um, dying and where, with her last breath, she told me, like, when you kill him, and believe me, I'll freaking do it. I'm gonna freaking kill you to do it slowly. And he's staring at Joker, and when he takes the card as he finishes saying that, 
Jared Leto does this, his handshakes and his eyes look like he's lost. And you actually are supposed to get this sense of fear. And just for a moment, he's afraid of dying by the hands of Batman. And he believes Batman will kill him. And then he snaps too. And he's like, and he just kind of goes back to being Jared Leto Joker. And I was like, man, I love it. I mean, you, you see it when like, he's, he's like in an awe. And then all of a sudden he's like, he does this little twitch. He's like, you're good. Like you, oh, yeah, you had exactly. me there for a second. <laughs> yes, yeah, so good. So like good. Batman and, and finally then, got to Joker. Yeah, which never happens. He, he was scared. Yep, exactly. That that scene paid it off. Just paid. Just I don't want to say it paid, made made up for four hours of his movie, but pretty damn close it did. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely a great payoff for the movie at the end. Yes. But um, one hundred percent best. Definitely the best scene. I'm gonna watch it as soon as we're done with this podcast here again, but um, I watched it. I watched it three times after I watched it. <laughs> you can't find it on YouTube. I mean, you can find it on YouTube, but it's cut into splices and you can't watch it like that. You got to watch it the full way. But, um, for so sure. after they've been talking for a while, then all of a sudden cyborg he- hears something and goes, he found us. And then in the background, you just oh, see Superman so cool. land. Boom. And then everybody gets ready. Everybody, everybody. just like crap. <laughs> And then uh, Batman cyborg, wakes up. Cyborg got his little mini gun. <laughs> those third, those like stupid little arms. I'm sorry. The, the little arms on Cyborg look so stupid. So stupid. But, but, but it's holding an ammo crate. And I was like, all yeah. right, that's cool. <laughs> but um, that's cool. so um, Superman rises up. And then all of a sudden Batman wakes up from his lake house, wherever the heck that is. Um, and then all of a sudden he notices something outside, walks out in the patio. And this guy made an, an appearance midway through the movie but we didn't mention it martian manhunter makes an appearance in this movie and he is disguised as the general from man of steel at the very end i forget what his part in was i don't think he was in any other movies but he's basically saying there's a war coming um i don't think he mentions dark side but he says there's a war coming we have to prepare i want to be on your side to fight and they have a little exchange and batman's just like okay cool Thanks for the help. Like, doesn't make much of it. And then Martian Manhunter flies off, and then we get the end credits. Yeah. I I hated that. I wish we would have just got a cold cut, whatever. Um, I understand it had to be a dream sequence, but I would have loved him just looking and, like, looking off into the sunset or something to, like, see what's to come. Um, It was more of, again, it was fan service because Martian Manhunter is a, a huge part of the movie. And I think that was a reshoot as well. I don't think oh, okay. that was um, had part of the original, but um, it was, yeah, all it was was fan service again. Cool. Martian Manhunters in a universe that no longer exists. <laughs> like, yeah, darn it. Exactly. <laughs> he, and we, if you reshot of that, you should have just left. Yeah, it we had, we had to squeak in Martian Manhunter at least once in this universe or else we're going to be a lot of pissed off people. <laughs> but overall, if you had to give this a ranking out of 10, now, some people out there are delusional, and they're saying it's better than Endgame. No, you're wrong. I don't care who you For, are. Who's saying that? There's just there's <laughs> there's people out there. Um, oh, wow. But no, it's not as good as Endgame because, like I said, you aren't invested into these characters and the story as you were in that one. It is still a very good movie. But, Kane, what out of ten would you give this movie? I think six would be way too harsh. Um I, I'd probably give it a seven and no more than that. Um, I, I, I really, I really am glad I watched this version. Um, 
the fact that you have to make this movie four hour doesn't give it any any bonus points because any movie that's four hour will be able to pull off character development, um, awesome action scene, whatever. Right, With four hours you got a plot, like you you got it. There's no excuse why the, why a four hour movie shouldn't be good or somewhat digestible. Um, and that's that's what this is. I'm, I don't know if I say this is good. It's not bad. It's okay. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I give it a seven. With it being a seven, I guess by definition it's probably good. <laughs> but it's good enough to watch once. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, there are scenes that are good enough to rewatch, um, but it is a four-hour movie, so that makes it a little harder to digest. Um, but uh, seeing where this would have went and where it could have been um, is cool. It's a bummer we don't get it, but that's you know studios and excuse me studios and their decisions and their visions, whatever. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll throw it to you, but I, I think I give this a solid seven. Now, something to keep in mind here is because this is a four-hour movie, this would not have worked in the movie theaters. You could not have had uh, a four-hour movie in a movie theater. Having now, it they've be, done, they, they've done, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, having it go straight to streaming, yes. Now, one thing we forgot to mention completely, which should have been the first thing we mentioned, this is shot... In four by three oh, ratio, yeah. you are not getting it sixteen <laughs> by nine. Which I actually like checked my settings a couple times. Like, what's going on here? But again, I researched it. They did that because if they would have made it sixteen by nine, a third of the footage would have been cut off. So they wanted to keep oh, it its true form, four by three, for what Zack Snyder shot it at. And if they would have went to sixteen by nine, they would have had to stretched it. And they would have cut off the sides and the tops of it, so that's why they kept it four by three. It took—I'll be honest—it took a little bit of adjusting to watch it because I have not watched a movie in a four by three ratio in a long time. So I, I haven't. <laughs> I mean, I backed out of it a couple times. Like, what's going on? Is something wrong with my settings? I'm like, okay, no, the PlayStation is—you know—it's sixteen by nine. But whenever I start the movie, it's four by three. And then I looked into it. I'm like, okay. This makes sense. It wasn't a mistake on my on my PlayStation settings. Yeah, which which, whatever. You know, you're here to watch it for what it is. You know, it it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what 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 do you score it? At? I would give this an eight out of ten. Oh, really? It was okay. entertaining. The thing that drives it down more for me, honestly, is the slow mo. <laughs> the slow mo is my biggest gripe yeah. with this entire movie. There's way yep. too much of it. But the the way that in four hours he was able to give character development to four main characters plus two main bad I mean, I don't even consider Dasad part of it, but then Darkseid and Steppenwolf, giving six characters character development is a Herculean task to do in a four hour movie. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. If the Zack Snyder cut ever comes out on DVD, I more likely will buy it because I want to add it to my collection. I don't know how long it's going to stay up on HBO Max, but um, I really enjoyed it. Again, you really have to schedule this into your calendar to watch it again because it is a four. It's not like an hour and a half movie that you can just throw in and watch. You know, you start, you know, it's 8, 8.30 at night. You know what, I'm bored. I haven't watched so-and-so in a while. I'll throw this in. This is a, yeah. I need to clear my schedule 
and watch this movie. If you're going to do it in one <laughs> sitting, yes. They, they did break it up into chapters, um, so that makes it a little bit more digestible. But yeah. um, I, I agree. You do got to pencil this in your schedule. <laughs> yeah. Just and do it in the sitting. And if you can get your loved one to watch this with you, kudos. I know Kathy would never sit <laughs> through this with me, even though it is a movie. I don't think you have to see the other ones to really get invested like Marvel is. Like, I don't, it would be really hard for me to just tell Kathy, hey, let's watch Endgame. And I feel like she wouldn't get anything out of it because she doesn't, you know, know any of the backstory between any of the characters. This one, right. you don't have to watch the other movies. I mean, you might need to watch Batman versus Superman because you're like, well, why is Superman dead in the beginning? That maybe, right. but you could just explain that in five minutes without watching that terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I'm glad Tyler, shout out to him for letting me borrow HBO Max to watch it because I didn't want to buy it. I think a lot of people did that. It was like, hey, let me borrow your account 100%. for four hours. Um, yep. And kudos to HBO Max for you know streaming this and not making people um, go out to the movie theaters to watch it, even though I would have. I don't know yeah. if it would have been as successful if they would have released this in the theaters rather than in home so i yeah. think i think everything for the releasing of it they did it right they didn't do yeah. it in parts they didn't do it in the theaters they did it straight streaming people could adjust their schedules to watch it on their own they released it perfectly yep 100 but yes it that... was a, it, it, it it was a journey going through this and i'm, I'm glad i watched this film by itself and yeah, i i I understand why everyone's hard. Like, just yes, yes, tens, tens. I, I, I get it. There are so many cool comic book things in here. But if you look back at it as a film and and w- consuming it, it, you know, it's not a ten. <laughs> yeah, but teacher. But no, I enjoyed it. I hope you guys all enjoyed it too. For those of the people that don't like it, you know, you have your own opinion. It's not for everybody. It's really hard to get into this DC universe because it has high expectations from the Marvel universe. But that is going to be our preview slash spoiler version of this. Uh, Because we had such a short interview with Dan earlier, I thought it'd be fun to spend some time with Kane. I didn't know if Dan watched it or not, and uh, I knew Kane did, so I just decided to message Kane and say, hey, let's talk about it real quick. And I'll Talking about quick, we made that into an hour and twenty minute podcast. But um, with, with David or Dan, I'm sorry David, with right? with uh, Dan. I didn't ask David if he watched it, which I was going to, but I completely oh, forgot. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, and you know, last week I apologize that we didn't do a podcast, but I was working off like three hours of sleep and just wasn't feeling the best. But we will get back into our regular scheduled podcast next week. Uh, Actually, no, I take that back. We are doing one more week off from our regular schedule because we are doing an episode, or I should say I am doing an episode, which I'm going to be calling Dad Pods, where I'm going to be talking to some of the Heroclix players out there, like PJ Bullen is one of them. I'm trying to get Matty G and maybe one other. And we're going to talk a little bit about the life of being a dad and a husband while playing clicks and how hard it is to kind of maintain that kind of stuff. Like I just had another child. I am really struggling to find times to play even online because <laughs> that baby is quite the handful. And I know like James Peters, Mr. Clipflix, he's got two kids, but they're a little bit older. And we're just going to talk about a little bit about what we do to manage our time from playing, being a dad, and then being a husband. 
So I think that's going to be a fun episode. But then we will be back on March. What's the date today? 22nd. Sorry, we'll be back on April 5th talking about Heroclix all over again. We're talking about reviews. We'll talk about some of the tournaments that we've been going on. We've had the um, Make It Meta tournament going on right now. Wonder Woman releases that week, so we'll probably do a set review the following week. But um, we're taking a couple weeks off just to recuperate and talk about Justice League and talk a little bit about Heroclix life as parents and husbands. But Kane, want to thank you for joining us or joining me, I should say, in reviewing Justice League. It was a blast to hear what you thought of yeah. it. Um, I'm sure uh, I asked Tyler. He didn't uh, want to come on because he's been kind of just beat down with work and everything like that, which is completely understandable. But this was fun talking about Justice League, and want to thank you for joining me tonight. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I had a blast. I'm glad we did this. I'm glad you, you called me, and I, I – this was awesome, and and I would love to do in the future. If there's anything like you want to review again, let me know because I I enjoy I watch TV, movie, everything as much as I can. So I uh, I, I enjoy doing this. Perfect. All right. Well, make sure you guys are checking out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash clicking it and to get into our giveaway for our March giveaways. If you are a super rare tier or higher, you are going to be eligible for an entire brick of future foundation. We also got some great prizes like Supreme Intelligence, Brainiac Ship, among other things. Also, check out our sponsor at glasscabinethobbies.com. He'll be doing some case breaks when the new Wonder Woman set drops. And if you use code CLIXINGIT, C-L-I-X-I-N-I-T, you get 5% off your order. So thanks again for joining us in this non-Hero Click episode where we reviewed the Justice League movie. Make sure you guys are staying safe out there. And as always, keep clicking it.